Hello and welcome to the Pelicast podcast. Myself, David Carabini. Support for this week's Pelicast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With the exclusive offer for you, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping when you use the code PELCAST20. That's PELCAST20. P-E-I-L-C-A-S-T-2-0. PELCAST20 at manscaped.com. If my maths is correct, that's, oh, that's about 8 million balls, give or take. Have you ever had a nick downstairs when you're having a nice groom? Not very good, is it? It hurts. Quite painful. For me personally, it's happened many times. But not anymore. Not since I invested in Manscaped. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag that holds your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their, their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight. You need this for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor. You thought that was good? The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Travel... Shed travel bag, bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code PELCAST20. That's PELCAST20, P-E-I-L-C-A-S-T-2-0. And trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. All right, lads, welcome back to the Pedalcast podcast. Today it's hosted by me, Jackson Cardell, and Bill Gaines. Unfortunately, Dave Carabini still crying over drugs and Beth like Bodes last week. So we're joined today by probably, in my opinion, probably the best media team in the first division, first of all, with Joseph Murray from Galway United. And then we have second, second best, maybe, technically the top of the league, but we're joined by Aaron Harry from Cork City Media Team. We're just going to have a little discussion today just about the social media aspect of the league. And just all about the media from the league, which is very important nowadays, obviously, with social media, as you can see. So if you just want to, one of these one just to introduce yourself, tell what you're about and just work from there. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, obviously, I'm with the Galway United media team. Um, I've not been doing it for as long as Aaron has, but uh, basically I oversee kind of the uh, live updates on a match day and I'd be responsible for making some of the graphics, not all of them. I can't take full credit for them, nowhere near, but... Uh, that'd kind of be my main thing, just uh, live match day, match updates and uh, kind of the graphic side of things as well. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same on our end, on the Cork City side of things. I do our social media stuff. I do our graphics, match day stuff as well. Um, I'm the media officer for the first team and for the women's team as well. So I'd be kind of doing the same on both sides of the club. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm just having to get in trouble there, actually. Um, Joseph, you got your first big chance with Irish football, is that correct? Uh, it is actually, yeah. Uh, he got me started writing uh, Go United match reports, and uh, I'm actually doing that now for Go United. So, um, yeah, could call it a downgrade, I suppose. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, with Kyle, Kyle Kane, also seen him getting a chance at Longford, which is great. Young enough fella as well. But I just have just a question now, talking of media and social media. What about Bray Wanderers? What's your opinion on them now recently? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's Everyone was kind of, you know, piling in on them, you know, myself included. But I think at the end of the day, it is a bit of a shame, I suppose. You know, it's a club that's kind of, you know, got such a rich history in League of Ireland and 
just to see that that type of thing happening um you know and there's so much potential there and ultimately like it reflects badly on the whole league when stuff like that is happening and yeah it's just more of a shame um than anything because you know the, a lot of clubs are putting so much effort in and when you see stuff like that happening it's um it's just a bit of a kick in the teeth really so yeah hopefully we don't see a repeat of that but yeah um, yeah i think to be fair they've, they've gotten better in the last couple of weeks um i know the, the whole el grafico thing we all had a bit of a laugh but i know they're kind of i think they're struggling for numbers behind the scenes so i think they were kind of doing what they could but to be fair they have gotten better they had the kind of match day animations and stuff there last week i think it was the week before so to, they're making some bit of progress anyway which is good to see i mean I'm just, did they take, was it, did they take Goal United? Was it Goal United then? Do it to me. Did they take the match preview off them, was it? Yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah, it was off Hughes. I didn't know if it was off Hughes or Cork, actually. They're off the Moaners up in Galway as well, like, so they were. <laughs> yeah, we know it's just straight away, in fairness. <laughs> I saw loads going on about it. I got Bell, Bell, I'll let you work away now. Yeah, I suppose one thing I suppose we had to preface it is an awful lot of clubs, I think, in the same instance of Braves, that it's all volunteers, so it's, it's very different to get volunteers or whatever. But um, I think in a kind of perverse sort of way, Brave um, graphics at one stage when they're getting pelters about it, it had the exact desired effect that you'd want with the graphics because absolutely everyone was sharing it. It was for the wrong reasons, but it was still having the exact same desired effect that you'd want with um, your social media graphics, like because it was being shared by the entire league. So to be I, fair, I, yeah, I a lot of people saw it that week in particular. Yeah, there was a lot of eyeballs on the Brave socials. So, yeah, it worked see, for them in a sense, it worked like. I think my issue with it um, is not, you know, them screenshotting whatever the, you know, the team sheet might be. I think, you know, if you share that to your social media and you're struggling for numbers behind the scenes and that's all you can do, that's totally understandable. I mean, we've been short um, quite often as well. And, you know, there have been times where we've had to make compromises. And if that is the case, totally fair. I just think we took issue and I think people across the league and probably across Irish football as a whole took issue when, you know, they you know, taking graphics and played them off as their own. That was kind of a big issue. Um, but in terms of, I think, you know, just sharing team sheets or whatever, um, I there's not really much of an issue on my end from that. Like, obviously, you know, it would be better to have a graphic or whatever, but if you can't, you can't, you know, at the end of the day, it is volunteer, like you said, Bill. To be fair, though, you do see it from the top down. You do see it sent from the sixth season, the official League of Ireland page makes with the first division. Recently, all the league tables been, was everyone ranked number one, wasn't it? They're all first in the league. Or they'll be putting out fixtures for the Premier Division under the first division title. It's just you can see it's not just Bray that's struggling, it's coming from the top down really, which is the worst thing to see. But you were saying though any represent any any press is good press sort of thing, but them did get shared around. I know obviously a few people got the piss out of it, but they did kind of give them a bit of attention around the name. But to be fair, all they've been getting this year is bad, bad reputation with ongoing up with fans, which we won't get into obviously, but it's just interesting to see me with a back, me with no background in any Photoshop or nothing. It's just interesting now just to see what the story is to choose. I'm just curious though, how long would it take you to do a graphic for a game? Um, I, it depends on the graphic, I suppose. I, I know from our end anyway, I'd say it's probably similar for Aaron, but you know, we'd have a lot of templates already made up kind of from the start of the season onwards. So um, for example, we would do halftime and full-time graphics um, and, you know, we'd have all that template made. So the only thing you really have to alter is who scored what minute and what the scoreline is. And then obviously, uh, if, you know, if we have like a match day sponsor or whatever, we'd have that along the bottom and we'd have to change that depending on who's sponsoring us that week. But, um, you know, the template might take maybe, you know, an hour to make. And then once you have it, then, you know, you have it for the rest of the season. And it's only a case of, you know, you're updating it on the fly, really. So, you know, you'd be doing that while the match is on. And then, uh, in terms of lineup graphics, you know, same again, templates. So, you know, you're only making slight alterations and stuff like that. So, you know, five minutes before a match and that's kind of it, really. Yeah, you did that on your own, did you? Um, well, the template was done up by uh, Paul, uh, Paul Mlad. I don't know if you know him. He's fairly popular around the League of oh, Ireland. But yeah. yeah, he's he's fantastic. Um, you know, he's he's been brilliant for, you know, making all, up all the templates and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I've kind of altered them as the season's gone on and just kind of tweaked them, um, you know, depending on, you know, as the season's gone on. But, um, yeah, uh, I suppose the halftime, full-time graphics I'd have, I'd have probably done. I've overseen them and the goal graphics and the substitute graphics. Um, they've kind of been, they've kind of been my thing, my thing this season. 
same for us yeah same as joseph it's kind of you know, you do your template work at the start of the season you kind of get your lineups halftime full-time kickoff that kind of stuff um up next sort of graphics you get them nailed down at the start and it's kind of just a case of changing the text slotting in pictures and stuff like that um i try to do one for uh, every friday and every saturday for like a men and a women's game try to do one kind of standalone type one something maybe eye-catching on the morning of the game just to kind of you know if if you're working with templates things are very similar so i try and like do at least one that kind of stands out from the crowd but for the most part you're working with templates so it's not massively time consuming yeah go on ahead Bill. um yeah just first um paul matt actually did our very first um graphic i actually messaged him when the page had about 50 followers and said like we don't have i have no money basically would you mind like or i don't know why i said i said i'd give you something but he was very kind in doing the graphic our very first graphic for us so it was a good start to help us but um I actually have a question for Aaron and it just came yeah. to my head randomly there but um a while back there was a, a lad who kind of went viral on um, Twitter and he, he asked for a trial for Cork City for so many like likes and retweets and he got it did anything actually ever come of that or was it did, did he ever try to get him over that, uh, that was some publicity yeah. at the time I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. Richard Allison, he was, he, I think everyone in Cork ended up following him at the time. Um, that wasn't me, first of all. I wasn't the one that replied to, to him saying to get the 50k retweets. But he, he got it. And I think there was like BBC articles and stuff done about it. Um, as far as I can remember, there was work being done to get him over. But I think, I'm not 100% sure on this, I think there were some visa issues. I think he tweeted himself that it broke down kind of on the visa side of things. But um, yeah, we definitely tried to get him over, but it just, yeah, I don't know what the exact reasoning was, but it broke down somewhere along the way. Very good. Jack? Oh, sorry, sorry, I made that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I actually remember that actually happening. Like, was that, that could have been, what, three or four years ago, was it? That was about three years ago. It was like, in 2019, yeah. I remember it. I remember the tweet. The tweet went up and... um. I remember seeing the tweet and it was kind of like, oh, you know, no chance it won't happen or whatever. And we actually had a match that day and I was doing the Twitter, I was doing the Twitter updates that night for the game or whatever. And I remember at half time I was like, oh, I better have a look at how that tweet is doing. And he was on like 35,000 and I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> He's 100% hitting that. But that was great. Like there was BBC articles. I think there was, um, you know, all your kind of uh, bench warmers, Bleacher Report, these kind of sort of um, accounts picked it up and were sharing it and stuff, which was great publicity for the club and great publicity for Richard as well. I remember he got himself a couple of thousand followers as well. Um, and he was, I think Adidas sent him a pair of boots. Um, we sent him over a couple of jerseys. So like, it was kind of a, a mad period, but I think, I think he had a good time himself as well. Just talking about the social media aspect of it. I haven't seen the TikTok wise. I see Gold has been on it and obviously Rovers would be the main one. Is Cork on it, is it? Is Cork put up much? Or is that we are, thing? yeah. Do you know what, right? Our TikTok, it's kind of one of those ones where it's not like it's it does well. We I put up a few, I do our TikTok as well. I put up a few videos that have been funny, like got good reaction and stuff. But it, because it's not a priority, there's just other stuff that I have to do first. And then it's kind of a case of when I think of something or if someone has called us out, like there was one a couple of weeks back, the last time we were playing Galway, I think someone commented something on a Galway video and it was like gonna smash Cork City next week and Galway replied something anyway and I remember screenshotting it and I was like right I must reply to that now so I kind of only do TikToks when we're provoked if you get me um, yeah, yeah, like we still have we, we have a couple of videos that even videos that aren't you know TikTok is very if you look at Rover's TikTok they're always going after someone yeah, I remember they were like having drama with Watford and stuff but we've had kind of just random videos that do well as well so like our TikTok is growing it's just not as consistent as I'd like it to be yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's just a whole weird platform in general. I think one of the big ones. I think I saw a man stood out to me. It was something about was it Paul Pogba again? I think it's I think it's probably one of the biggest ones. I think it had a couple of hundred thousand likes. It was something about Paul Pogba. Obviously, they can put the him into the page about him doing Rovers and Rovers saying no. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Like it's Rovers just, are very good on TikTok. To be fair. Yeah, it's, it's just mad. That's the only bit of credit I'll give them ever. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> I can't get. I can't stand. But like. <laughs> I'll give them something. They're very good at promoting us out there. It's just, is that, do you think that could be the future of the league? Maybe they try to drag more in. Do you think it's that route going on TikTok and social media and tweeting something stupid? Like, just to hope they Maybe not TikTok things. itself, but I think social media and not even just from this, like the funny tweets or the stupid tweets. 100% is the future of the league. 
like everything, even the streaming service, it's the future of everything. Do you know what I mean? Everything is going online more and more. And you see it by the season, like the league are active on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? There's a league account on TikTok that posts videos. Everything is going that way. Yeah, it's just, it's just even, I remember even a few of them though. Say it was Gavin McLaughlin. I remember we were playing against Arsenal Europa League and he put on something like, the Arsenal were throwing, I think Arsenal were training up, I think they threw on Willie on against us and like, and then he was like, oh, here we have Arsenal throwing on whoever for a crack or something. He said three subs. Yeah, I remember that. got like 35, 40,000 likes. Like, and then, it's a bit like Galway with the duck last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, the uh, famous duck. Yeah, the famous duck. <laughs> like, like some mad things, all right. Like, I, I ran a thing taking the piss, rating ships in every ground. I've been in this far in the league, and I think, I think, yeah, it was. It was Finn Harps actually, the one club that actually interacted with it. It's just like it's weird <laughs> stuff just happened. I don't know, like you're bringing something to it. Like, obviously, I was getting in very small numbers compared to what other people were getting, but like, it's just weird, like, how. The league sort of going more like digitally, like spin halves, like they seem like not a backwards club. I don't want to say it like in that way, but it'd be the least clubs you expect them to be putting up stuff with whether like getting in like Yeah, Finn Harps are brilliant on Twitter to be fair. Yeah, yeah and fantastic. Like, do you have some like sponsorship which oh, I can't even think of there are now? Some Gills, esports the team, yeah, very, yeah. I don't know, it's like sort of thing. It's just yeah. You'd yeah. be there looking at the league, like it's actually thing is the funny thing is it's actually been doing well since I think COVID with the social media aspect. I'm not sure though. Has it been big signing videos by you? Any of you not selling Cork or Galway? Just for signing videos, or would they be a big thing behind the scenes? Or what's the story with them? I think Galway do more signing. We do kind of videos for kit launches and stuff, but Galway, I remember, did a lot of signing videos and signing content. Yeah, the um, re signings were a very big one for us uh, around the turn of the year. That was more, that was kind of before I became involved properly, but um, the re signings were pretty big. I remember uh, Mark Gill was. Uh, kind of behind all those um, and yeah it was around Christmas time as well so it was kind of a good opportunity to you know kind of I suppose promote all the kind of festivities and stuff around the city yeah when well. the football is off when the football is done <laughs> there's kind of a, a window there to do more video content and behind the scenes content kind of keep people engaged to the yeah, offseason I think yeah the dogs on that as well for the 12 days 12 days in Dorkness or something I think it was top oh like I remember that, that yeah 12 signs like it's very good like sort of promotion wise it's just go on ahead, Bill. You just put up your hand up. Uh, yeah, just, uh, one thing I just thought of as well that was excellent, I think, um, from Cork City, because I had, um, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it like 150 League of Ireland, like doing marketing, commercial ideas, uh, I tried on Twitter. And one of the ideas that um, I had on it, and I don't know the circumstance, or but but um, I had on it, I'm um, micing up the coaches or whatever. And it's all Cork City. Oh, yeah, I, I did. Danny Murphy. I saw your. Um, I saw the thread. We did that. It was actually kind of. Look, I'm I'm kind of like I'd love to do content like that every week. Do you know what I mean? But you just you can't. Um, and Danny had actually come to me and said, "Look, I want to do more on the YouTube side of things. Build a profile of the women's team and build a profile of the girls, the women's players." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'm good to do." And he was like, "Look, why don't we mic someone up?" And I was like, "Well, we're not going to mic a player up, so it's going to be you." And he was he was game. We did it. We we kind of did it. It was a last minute decision. We didn't have the best equipment. We just kind of worked with what we had. And to be fair, I think it's one of the best things we put out. With stuff like that, the outtakes are probably better than the stuff that was in the final video. But you just can't put them in. But that kind of content, the more yeah. content like that, is brilliant. But it, there's there's a balance to be struck as well because you know managers, coaches, a lot of them it's new to them and it's it's kind of alien to them and they don't want to be going that kind of behind the scenes and that in depth which is fair enough as well um completely get where that sort of that side of things but um that was really good and i actually hadn't seen the thread until we put no, it up yeah, no, yeah. i think you replied i think you tagged me and you were like yeah i saw a complete coincidence but like you know great mind sort of thing like it's it's a good idea that i love if more clubs did it as well it gives you an insight into other clubs yeah i'm well. actually yeah, full credit to Danny coming in actually because um I'm actually meeting him next week again just trying to um help out the Cork City women so we'll see what comes from that but um yeah Danny Danny's I have all these mad ideas content ideas and to be honest Danny has Danny's ideas are just as mad as mine and he's he's always game to do these things so brilliant to have Danny in and brilliant to have a lot of managers aren't like that and they wouldn't enjoy that kind of thing but Danny Danny's so far anyway has been completely up for anything so that's great from our from my point of view anyway just just come to mind there just thinking recently with the league and all the promotion wise we're getting a lot of 
YouTubers, vloggers coming over now, especially down in Cork with Smith coming down to you. I'm with a, oh, I can't take, can't take the life of me, what his name is. Lads from Soccer M were over last week. Soccer M, yeah, I saw that actually earlier on today. It's just, the league's in good in general, like, even with Buddy Adventures, I know I was talking in Memorial Park there two weeks, two or three weeks ago from the North and UCD. It's like, it's like a surreal sort of thing, like seeing fellas coming over that you'd watch constantly. And usually, me with Smith, and he was personally had a bit of a thing there. Jack I was the same, yeah. And we had him here on the podcast there, one of the first episodes. It's kind of a surreal feeling, like getting to, getting to not doing the hero sort yeah. of thing. But like, it's just like a weird I have thing a Palmer's jersey. I have a Palmer's jersey at home, and, and here I am showing Smith around Turner's Cross. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, mad, yeah. it, was, it was mad to have him over. Like that, like. Yeah, it's completely mental. Like, just the, the league is finally getting a bit of exposure. It's just mad how just YouTubers coming over, uh, bloggers and what, whatever terms, football YouTubers just coming over and they're giving more posts in the league than the league of Ireland trying to push that itself on social media. I just want to know what your opinions are on the, the potential of the league, see if you can push it the right way. I want to just see what your opinion is and I see if you know how far the potential is of this league. I think based on the last year or so anyway, it's if you look at the likes of looking at the Premier Division alone, the crowd Shamrock Rovers are getting at the moment, like they're selling out and, and Dublin Derbies, they always sell out, but other games are selling out or being close to sellouts. It's at the point now where like, I think interest in the league is higher than ever. Look at the First Division, look at us in Galway last week. Do you know what I mean? Six, six and a half thousand people at a First Division game is just mad. Um, like Galway had big crowds even when we were up there, it was a big crowd. We went down to Cove, there's a big crowd. Other clubs have had big crowds, like Galway. I think you had another, wasn't there another game in Amy DC Park that had a massive crowd that I was seeing videos of? Like even in the first division, and there was, you know, no disrespect to the first division, but there was never that level of interest in the first division. I'm not saying it's us, I'm not saying it's Galway, but just sort of Irish football in general, there seems to be more interest across the board. Even TG Carter today, now televising 10 women's games, like that's great for the league as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd absolutely second that. Um, I think even since since COVID and since lockdowns have more or less, you know, uh, disappeared, I think interest has skyrocketed. Um, I think it's probably a symptom of people just being desperate for football when we were kind of, you know, stuck indoors. Um, You know, I think we were, we've been squeezing in, you know, 4,000 into some games and, you know, I think even when we were in the Premier Division, we weren't hitting anywhere near, anywhere close to those, those type of numbers. So, that's, you know, extremely encouraging. I think a lot of it is down to, you know, how we're promoting it, but I think, you know, interest is naturally high when you know we're doing quite well in the first division as well but I think it's just kind of about kind of building on it but also maintaining it as well and you know keeping people interested and I think you know the marketing side of it is quite important for that as well I think LOI TV probably helped or sorry well LOI TV yeah but watch LOI originally because remember when things were completely behind closed doors and that streaming service came in and that was sort of brand new and never really been done in League of Ireland terms and you know you had like a season pass so now you've you can pay, I don't know what it was, 60, 70 euro for the I season. 60, yeah. And you've access, 60, yeah. yeah. And you've access to Some every game. Like, like, there are there were 100% people buying passes there that had never been to League of Ireland games just to watch football. And I've no doubt they kind of were hooked. Like we were all hooked by the League of Ireland at one point and now we're going to games which reflects on the bigger crowds and the better atmospheres and stuff. So I think the interest at the moment is mad and the potential for the league over the next couple of years is incredible as well. Actually, talking about that, watch LOI or the LOI TV, I can't think of what it's called now. Um, but even the fact of having the local boys doing the commentary, I know it's just for Asian Half and uh, John Flanagan. Like, it's like just the whole local aspect and the fact that they're still continuing now whenever crowds are allowed back in. I just think it's an awful pity, though, seven euro for any game. I think I don't know about the first division, I know it's for the Premier anyways. There should be a pass put in there for yeah, farm fans. For us, yeah. Like, I know to be. There'll be boys that I know that they're watching dog over in Italy and over in so we feel as if we're Spain and feeling the Netherlands watching while trying to watch some dog games we can be getting you're paying seven quid. Like it does add up when you think of it. Like there should be something put in for people watching it abroad and all like just the game more. Yeah, it's that. five it's five per game in the first division, which is a bit lower, but it's still when there's no season pass, I think the fiver a week does add up very quickly. Um like, there's thirty odd games, that's from the first division as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is, yeah. So that's 100%. As you were saying there, going back to the commentators and stuff and the local commentators, like I think that's the best thing it has the service has. Like that's the best selling point of the service. You look at Sligo games and you have yeah, Joe Lundo on there. Yeah. Like the man is gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, our ones, I know ours can be very polarizing on social media. I often see when we score, 
um, our commentator is Rory O'Hagan from from Red FM down here. With Philip Long is on with him as well. But Rory's Rory's commentary is class. It's hundred percent biased towards Cork City, of course. But um, and the same there with also Finn Harps probably saw it as a clip whenever Rory got me the Rovers. Oh, oh that was brilliant. <laughs> It's just like it's it's typical League of Ireland bias. Yeah, great work. Great work being but like there being done. But the Longford time. People share time. our um. Kieran's Kieran's commentary is brilliant at Longford as well. Yeah. People have been sharing our goals and like people saying the state of the commentary down there. Like, look how biased the commentary. I think that's brilliant. Like, I I I don't mind watching an, one of our away games if I wasn't at the game and the team is biased towards the other side. Like, it's League of Ireland. Do you know what I mean? I people part. have their loyalties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, go on ahead, go on ahead, Bill. Yeah, like, I mean, I suppose everything we have to do and, you know, everything we're trying to do with the league or whatever, we're trying to set ourselves apart from, you know, the Premier League and the big leagues or whatever because, look, we're, we're not the Premier League. We'll never be the Premier League. So we're going to have to find ways to differentiate ourselves from stuff. And if it's biased commentary or whatever, like, you're not going to get fucking Gary Neville or so um, medal when managing, uh, when commenting on United games and I'm a United fan, it's ridiculous, like, yeah. They, they they try so hard to be objective that like it just ruins it. A bit of bias doesn't. You contrast that, at all. I don't think. If you contrast that with like any ten second clip of Joey and Doe commentating on a Sligo game, like you just see the difference between the two and how blat- I think the the blatant bias on commentary really sells the product. To be honest, I, I think it's brilliant. I think I think comments. I think it was well for table for last year. He might have took one of the worst touches I've ever seen, and he was like, "Welcome to heaven." Like. It could have been one of the worst touches <laughs> I've seen. It hit off his shin, I think. And he loves Will Patchen. I remember whenever he saw all of them, Will Patchen. It's, it's just, I think it's great. I think it's just, it's just like, it shows like the league is more of like a fan base. It's not, yeah, obviously you can take the piss out of no, but then it's our league. Like, it's a bit, it's not a bit yeah, exactly, yeah. like yeah. way. Yeah, And like, I suppose viral commentary clips from the Premier League are so few and far between. Like, I think, you know, you're still reaching back to say like 2015 for like exactly. the last truly viral a uh, piece of commentary from like Martin Tyler whereas like <clears throat> if you listen to any I shared OITV a good one stream, on Ronaldo the other day well <laughs> I, shared, I shared a good one Ronaldo's one for when he came back in Newcastle was good alright but... yeah but when you're That's thinking it's the only one from the season if you yeah but when you're thinking like you know you're waiting you know months on end oh, minimum for like you know a good piece of commentary oh, yeah, and then you're listening to say LOITV and you might get like you get one per game each week yeah literally yeah like especially <laughs> if you listen to Sligo Rovers it's completely different yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Uh, I, I, I have another comment there, and I suppose we're not really Shamrock Rovers fans or whatever, but I thought to know your opinions. When Declan McBennett, the head of Sport RT, tweeted today and said the TV audience for Shamrock Rovers peaked at 97k, like, I think that was a very loaded tweet, but, um, like, it was on a Tuesday night. Um, I don't know what. It was compared against nothing, and, like, with very little to no actual marketing, like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. understand how they expected any to be two hundred thousand people watching on Tuesday night with no marketing. They were shooting ourselves in the foot, like. I didn't see the tweet to be honest. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even notice it. So I don't know if there was any, like, if it was loaded or if there's anything behind it. So I, <laughs> I don't want to say too much with that to be honest because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I kind I, of be in the the same boat. Um. You know, there have been a lot of complaints about, you know, RC not really doing enough to promote the league. And I think, you know, some complaints are valid. Um, I definitely think there could be more done um, in terms, you know, televising, televising games, um, you know, covering games and stuff like that. But um, without seeing that tweet itself, um, I don't want to say too much about that I, one in particular. I I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'm, I don't, I'm not holding back here. I thought, right, no harm, right? There was not, I thought the game was on last night, quarter of eight, Irish time. It was on a quarter to seven, and I was starting until about five minutes before kick off. I just flicked my paddy, me dinner. I was like, try the Rovers game's on. Uh, but like, there was no, I saw nothing all week about being an RT till about 20 minutes before the game kicked off. It's just like, it's not good enough, but it'd be the same thing there a few weeks ago. Like, you see people begging for like games, like you're like the Golden Cork game. So, those people demanding for that to be put on television and RT too. But like, what did I have on the Friday night? Like, what, Fair City or fucking. I have home and away in a half seven. I don't know. Like, just the thing is, right? I don't understand what to say. There's so much potential. Like, you could put out a game every Friday night. There's nothing on on a Friday night in RT two that's exclusive to them. If you know what I'm trying to say, there's nothing on yeah. that happens to you know, every Friday night. 
I get you. I'd love to see a game if there was one game every week televised. But at the same time, if you go back to, and I know it would have been great to have our game televised last week, Joe, but like, you know, massive first division game, first, probably the first first division game televised. I don't know if there's been one before. I don't think but so. Like, if, if you televise that, if you put it on TV for free, like, how much will that affect the crowd? Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, we're all raving about this massive crowd that we had, but, you know, if it was on TV and then people are like, eh, might just sit out the back in the sun because it's no. mad sunny and sit out in the back and, and watch it on TV. Like, does that hamper the crowd then and hamper I, the atmosphere? And then, so. yeah, I, it, one of those ones where you can't call it because it, it didn't happen. I suppose yeah. with LOI TV, it's kind of creating an audience or, you know, giving people who aren't able to get to the games, you know, they might be in a different country yeah, or something. True. They have the true. chance to get to matches. I'd, I'd but, love to know how well they're doing. I'd love them to see like statistics or analytics from how many games. Like, wow. Yeah. But with RTE, like with RTE, it's you know more or less obviously there is the RTE player, but you know that's kind of a similar concept to LOI TV. Um, but with you know RTE, it's only going to be people within the country, so it is kind of a fair assumption to make that you know that might actually hamper you know people that actually want to go to the game and stuff like that. Like it, it mightn't, it mightn't, but it might, you know, it would be really yeah. hard to tell, but it would be nice, I suppose, to see you know the odd game on TV, but at the same time, you know, if you're drawn in crowds like say we got last week, um, you know, six and a half thousand. There is an argument to be made that it might nearly be better just to keep it off TV in some instances. I feel like, especially in the case of the first division, yeah, you know, first division clubs, it's it's a lot of the time it can be, you know, you're relying on your gates, and if someone comes along and says, "Oh, we're going to televise this for free," and people can sit at home and watch it for free rather than pay 10, 15 euro to come in, like you're you're in messy territory. Then you know when when clubs are relying on it. Yeah, I didn't think about that way to be fair, but um, I'm just thinking though off the top of that, like, do you think? Do you think now, like with the obviously with the spike crowds in the first division, is there like is that just with Jude? Is that just with Galway and Cork? Would that be the two biggest clubs probably with attendance this year? Would there be any other clubs sticking out? Waterford, I think. Waterford gets yeah. good attendances. They had a run there of like um they won, I think it was eight games, nine games in a row. Um, but I think they've lost their last two. But I I'll be honest, I haven't looked at the table in probably since the Galway game so I couldn't even tell you how many points they are kind of away from the two of us um, Longford were there thereabouts as well but I think they've dropped off the last couple of weeks as well um, but in terms of crowds yeah ourselves and Galway have been I think the biggest crowds yeah um, I've done uh, Longford away and in fairness there wasn't a massive crowd but uh, mitigating circumstances because it was absolutely lashing rain so I think that can also have a bit of an effect Um but yeah, I'd say probably, in fairness, we probably would be the two teams to attract the biggest crowds. But I think for a lot of clubs as well, it does kind of depend on form. I think that's a massive factor. Yeah. Form, yeah, that really dictates. Like we had, I, we actually had an away game in Cove. It was the first league away game in Cove since like 2007, 2008 or something where I know we were there last year, but it was behind closed doors. And I think it was 3,900 was the attendance, which is like, that's a really big crowd down in Cove. And obviously big Cove support, but a massive Cork City support as well. So even games like that, in the first division, having a massive crowd at St. Coleman's Park, that's great for the league as well. Do you know what I mean? It's great it, for both it, as well. It is good. Like, you can see, like, you're usually getting consistently more than Dalkway in every week. Like, I know, obviously, you can think of the tenants, I think we get about 10% of the tenants all games, probably average crowd, which is grand, but if I say, but it's class being used as far as packed out to the rafters. Like, it's it's just, like, good to be able to see, like, that, even with Tala, as much as I don't like yeah. to rogue any credit, but, like, the fact that you're seeing the mental young people now is Jack, absolutely Jack, there's a reason why Cork get more crowds than Dundalk. There's more people. I didn't want to comment there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what, though? When you when you look at the crowds that Galway are pulling and that we're pulling and even Waterford there for a while, it's, it's so frustrating at the same time that those crowds are massive and all that. And then we're in the first division and not the Premier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are Premier Division crowds and Premier Division stadiums. Yeah. Um, but, no, you know, hopefully we go up, Galway go up whatever clubs go up and kind of get back there that's oh, the thanks end. Aaron I appreciate that <laughs> next year you can go up next year <laughs> oh, that, that's that's an issue I have though I think with the with the layout of the league and you know the format and the one team goes up automatically there is a huge risk that you know if one of us does get stuck like you know, does interest weigh in the following season does the goodwill wear off and I think that kind of is a worry um, it, not just for us not just for Cork I think it's you know league wide um, you know you know, say Waterford, yeah. they went down last season as well. Um, you know, there is going to be a certain amount of time, or you know, after a certain amount of time, fans might, you know, lose interest if you know they become perennially first division clubs. And I suppose that is kind of a lingering worry for 
it's very um, you know, easy several to teams. that first division as well. Exactly. Very, yeah. very easy. Like with us coming down, I wasn't alive first. Thank God. Well, I was. I just wasn't close again. I was too young. From about 2003 to 2008, like just we were stuck in that first division for years. Obviously, trouble as well with the FBI, you know. So it was hard about, but like it's just hard. Like you see, like clubs, like I personally delighted. Dave's not here tonight to, to say any bad. I personally delighted never draw them down for them for years. Just see, bit of them rotting away. But like in general, though, you see, it's sad enough to see those clubs just falling off like Shelburne for years and all. Like they're finally back in. But even clubs like yourself, like you've been there for a while, God, haven't you? You've been there probably four or five years, have you? Uh, yes, yeah. We went down, I think it was 20... 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016, 2017, I think. 2017, actually, because yeah, you were turning in 2017. Yeah, like, I remember like, by I remember, the FIFAs. I remember I was over, I was over in Gala, actually, in January. We were playing these three days, and like, just like this AMD Park, it's a lovely ground. Like, it's not a first division ground, I don't think. No. It's like just mad. And I had never been turned across, but obviously, that's not a first division ground either. So we're talking about league structure as well, everyone. I'm saying how Joe, not a fan of only one team going up. Or I think um, is there meant to be a third division introduced in 2023, 2024? But I suppose, yeah. uh, well, I have a question for you is, um, we've done an episode with uh, a few boys up the north about potential for an all-island league or whatever. So I was wondering, would you be in favour of an all-island league? Because I think the marketing of that would be unbelievable. It, like imagine having teams like Linfield or Cork City, and I think it would add a different dynamic to the league. Add make it more. I think from that point and... of view. Yeah, well, on, yeah. No, I was gonna say just from a marketing point of view, and even selling it to like potential sponsors. I think that's the way to go because I think if we went to all Ireland, like we've two, we've one semi, we've basically two semi professional league leagues and the one island. And I just don't think we're big enough to do so. Like, we're, there's talks of the Eredivisie and the Belgium League amalgamating. And if they're talking about amalgamating, then I can't see why we shouldn't be amalgamating because we're far smaller than they are. Yeah, I think say. from like um from like a social media point of view and a marketing point of view, I'd love it. I think Joseph would say the same. Like, it, yeah. it would just completely change things up and bring the Northern Irish League audience to the League of Ireland and, and kind of, you know, a whole new teams to learn about, new supporter fan bases that will be interacting and stuff um, and I know you were saying there about the other leagues I heard something about those leagues potentially um, merging as well but like I think it would all come down to I know I remember when there was talk about it there was talks about you know how it would impact the national teams and stuff so I think it, all, it would all more come down to that side of things and like the financial side of things which I'll be honest I know nothing about um, but for, from a social point of view and a marketing point of view I think it would be class Um you look at we played Linfield in the Europa League in like 2016, I think it was. Like there's a big buzzer in that game. You know, it's a good away trip as well because you're getting to new stadiums and stuff. But um, would it work long term? I don't know. To be honest, like if you look at the Satanta Cup, I don't know. Did that? Would you say that worked? Um, the United Union Cup thing, like I don't know, that was scrapped this year, was it, or it never happened? This um, year? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the appetite. It's just, I don't it's know just if the appetite is there. Class the whole time, one was off. One was finished up for the year. And then yeah, one to be fair, COVID in. and stuff, COVID kind of hampered stuff there because it wasn't the first one called off and then there was two games that needed to be played or something. Like, we're the only um, team that's won it. Like, we're the only final yeah. up in Lincoln in 2018. Yeah. And obviously, us, I, I just often for me going up there, wins up half is some stadium. It's class, yeah. It's, it's a really being in the up, we're, I imagine Cork right now. We're just Cork in the upper tier as well. We're all up in the upper tier for the way fans. It's unreal. You feel like you're on top of the pitch. Like. No, we don't. We don't. It's all, it's all the one tier. Like, each, with four stands, but there's only kind of one tier in each. No, up in Windsor, um, it does. It does look sad. Oh, um, I I wasn't there myself. Oh no, no. Um, so I don't know where we were, but it's it's yeah, Windsor. It's, Windsor's a savage stadium. You see it in the international games and stuff. It's, oh, class. Man, it's mental. But the Super Cup was played there this year, wasn't it, or last year? Yeah, yeah, t- yeah Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the kind of stadium you're dealing with, and even, I suppose from our point of view, to have a stadium like that in the league would uh, another great thing for the profile of the league. I'm all for the all Ireland League. It just depends on what way you spell it up. Like, what are you going to do with using the first division? Like, are you going to have, like, are you going to be putting the first division of the all Ireland League after you say, for all sake, implemented, say it starts in, I don't know, just say next February. And yeah. you're going to be cut it off. Say we have the top eight teams and the top six teams in the league, and top six in the NFL. Then, or you stay in the first division after one of you winning it. Like, there'd be war. Yeah, true. Yeah, like, yeah I like, suppose it would all come down to if they. If they did it, how would they implement it, and how would they? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's just yeah. I feel like you can't please everyone. 
I feel like there might be uh, logistical issues as well, just in terms of, you know, when you go down the leagues a little bit, you know, you get to say, you know, the first division or, you know, if they did merge the leagues, I'd imagine there'd be like a third tier as well. You know, you're going to be asking, you know, part-time players to, you know, take essentially what are full days off work, maybe even two days if you're doing overnight trips. Yeah, to, you know, be going to, yeah, to be, you know, crossing borders and all that. Like it could, you know, pose issues. So I I was saying this as well, you know, even when they implement the third tier in the, you know, the, the south of Ireland, um, I think it's probably going to have to be regionalised just to make away trips easier for players because, you know, if you've got clubs that are, you know, amateur, part-time, you know, receiving no money, like you can't be asking players to, you know, keep taking days off work to, you know, be going to the other side of the country, essentially. So I'd yeah, say it probably will be regionalised. They could probably only do it if there was fully, yeah, either regionalise it or if they had kind of, <laughs> if the sponsorship and the money was there to... Yeah, they'd have to have something Like, yeah. There'd have to be a really big incentive there for players to, to even want to make a step up and, and that sort of commitment. Like, yeah. Aaron, I just have a question. Just that I see it all as vegetable length. Can you tell me what the story is with this little hairy ape and how that started off? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, to be honest. I think it started from uh, before I worked at the club, I used to be in the shed every Friday night. And yeah. I think after I got the job, then, you know, one or two of the lads were like, oh, how are we out or whatever. When I would, you know, be getting a video of the crowd and say the manager applauding the crowd at the end of a game. And there'd be one or two shouts of, oh, how are we out from my friends? Like, um, yeah. and it just kind of went from there. I think, I don't know, it, it's a lot of, I, there's a lot of it on TikTok recently. So I don't know, is it a case of, you know, one fella sees it and just says, right, I'm going to comment that. And then it's kind of been snowballing the last couple of weeks. It's funny though. Like there's no, it's, it's all banter. There's no malice. Like, yeah. But, um, you need to see that mad thing there. So that protein board. That protein board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just mental the stupid things that get picked up and passed around. Like, yeah, someone commented on my TikTok earlier saying protein bar, and I actually was like, "Jesus, I made it now!" Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> <someone> say yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that's been a fun one recently. Um, because whenever I just log in as the Galway TikTok, I can just you know go onto any random video that comes up on my for you page and just comment protein bar, and it's like a guaranteed yeah, 200, 300 likes. likes like, yeah, <laughs> literally. Farming interactions. <laughs> Rovers are really Honestly, good at that on TikTok. Like I'll be on the most random video and I'll just go into the comment section and I just see Shamrock Rovers. Oh, they're ridiculous. They're everywhere. Outrageous on not even football related videos. And I'm just like, I know the lads doing the Rovers TikToks as well, at the Rovers socials. And I'm just like, lads, have a rest. But at the same time, brilliant. <laughs> they're getting so many followers and so many interactions from it. Like if that far stuff... Go on, sorry. No, no, not all. They're just getting so much interaction from it. It's mental. That's it, yeah. Their followers. I remember when they started... Um. I think ourselves and Derry and Galway were like the first three clubs. I might be wrong there. I might have missed one or two who were kind of posting TikToks at the start and followers like for a, a company account, like a club account, like it's so easy to rack up followers on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it was, I think us and Galway were kind of running away with it. And then Rovers made an account, didn't have too many followers. And I checked about a week and a half, two weeks later and they had overtaken everyone. I was kind of like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> like, But to be fair, they're doing like their TikToks class. Yeah, they've. Um, I think it was a pretty big thing on their TikTok page actually about overtaking us because we were the most followed club on TikTok for, um, yeah, the most followed Irish club on TikTok for you know kind of the first while. But you know, I suppose because of their popularity, I suppose you could nearly say worldwide, um, it was probably easier for them. But they've also been so consistent with their content. You know, they yeah, they have. Posted. That's the thing. It's consistency on TikTok is is it like that's how yeah. you get your inter- your your followers on TikTok and just. Like, I just have to look on there. There's 117,000 followers. Yeah, that's yeah, essentially smart. double. That's essentially double. How many likes are they sitting on now? What? How many likes? You know, next to the followers, they'll say they're like. Yeah, I'll check that. I'll check that. Um, they've 1.8 million likes. They're pinned videos, 2.4 like. million views, 1.1 million views, 917. That's, yeah, that's like, ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, that's. But when, when they started, um, when they started, remember Joe, when they were trying to overtake E, they were, they, I think they robbed a couple of our TikToks. They robbed one or two years as well. But because their TikToks were doing so well, I'd just comment as the club account saying, oh, stealing another city TikTok and I'd make a TikTok <laughs> in response. And then we'd kind of steal all the, <laughs> the yeah. interaction they were about. Like we'd all their followers going to us and following yeah, us. And so that's, there that's was a couple of weeks of... there. I think Harps got involved. There's a couple of weeks where a load of clubs were just going back and forth on TikTok and we all kind of benefited from it because all the clubs flew up follower-wise. Yeah, but I suppose that's, that's kind of a good way of um, nearly, you know, getting interactions as well, I suppose. Kind of that club, you know, banter between clubs and stuff. Like I think Spartak yeah, exactly. Moscow are kind of the kings of it. 
um you know before all the Spartak all the, and Zenit yeah yeah they yeah. were the kings yeah. of it before all the you know incidents happened but um yeah like I think that is a really good social media strategy but I think it's all kind of about you know how you want your brand to be seen as well on social media yeah. like some clubs that's will the just thing. That's stay so one, far yeah. away from that but then I'd other clubs are all for it that that's TikTok awesome. club, mate. I'd love to see that somewhere that TikTok club or something mate. If TikTok was around and popular in that era of like the city Dundalk rivalry in 2015, oh, I think the content would have been absolutely incredible. Like, so both clubs would have been up in the hundreds of thousands of followers. Like, imagine McNulty's video back up winning the cup against us, exactly. Like, uh, exactly, I would have done millions, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Like, we would have been the most followed club on the, on the island. Oh, I don't even think the dog have one. I haven't ever seen anything from them, so I wouldn't say so. I don't know if they do actually. Yeah, I I never seen it in my life. I probably would have saw them because it would have been on my few pages. Longford, but... Longford are good on TikTok as well. Actually, I saw, yeah, um, yeah. Kyle Kane has taken that over, and like Longford, like, yeah. he's good on TikTok. I saw his Longford time fan TikTok as well. His, yeah, Kyle, so Kyle's a good lad. He's well with he's with he's a breakthrough. He's mad for a Harry out tweet every once in a while, but he's. Uh, I think he'll, he'll he'll grow the he'll grow the Longford one. Lyle, Lyle, Lyle. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Kyle is brilliant. Like, Kyle uh, as well got his, well, he, I'm not going to say he got his start, but he, he, he was one of the very first people involved in our page. Or, like, Kyle's unbelievable stuff. Like, and he's always on it, always consistent. He puts an awful lot of the shame, to be honest. And, like, he's only like yeah. 13 or 14. He's 13, I think. Like, you want people to be doing 10 you years of your life. Before I was at City, like I know now, it's a rival page here to you, but I, I did a lot of work with Paul Nealon at um, Irish Football Fan TV. Like I did a lot of graphics and stuff for that and helped him out with a couple of videos and stuff. But like those pages and for people like myself or Kyle that are now getting involved working in clubs, like those pages are, are a great place to get your start. So I know yourselves and all the, a lot of other pages are constantly looking for volunteers to get involved and help out. And like it is a really, really good place to start off and to help build something. Yeah, it's just mad potential. Like, obviously, with then Kyle helping out now along for the TikTok, he gets to go to that page. I think he put up his first one actually last night. So, just people go over and watch that and follow them. But, um, what you even do with there, Joseph? Like, how long were you, how long were you putting up stuff for a for Irish football blog before Galway? Um, not long enough, as Bill would probably say. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my start, though. I just remember, I, I don't know how, I don't know how I got involved. I don't know, did I get in touch with Bill or did Bill get in touch with me? But, um, it basically started with a few graphics and um, you know a couple of match reports, and then from there, I think I sent a, the copy of one of my match reports onto Galway um, fairly early on because I actually heard about it through college that they were looking for volunteers, um, and they took me on more or less straight away and just threw me straight in the deep end, um, doing the live updates on the match days and stuff. So, yeah, I have to credit my start to Irish football blog. I wouldn't be where I am that, today if I wasn't class, for that. To be fair, like that is class. Like just seeing like. Clubs are actually willing to take them to locals like yourself. It is good to see. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Like everyone sees these pages and sees the work that is being done and the promo from these pages. So, like, the clubs know the value of of people like that. That I'm sure the league and the FAI know the value of people like that as well. Like, it's it's a really good place for kind of content to grow. But we saying something there, right? Sorry, no, 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 no. Oh, I thought I thought I heard you there. Um. Yeah, so during that really lads, anything else that you want to shout out or anything just just run out of things to say to be honest, I'm not used to doing this role. So is there anything else? Talk to me, sorry. What? <laughs> sorry, I fucked up my hands to say in the gym and I was trying to pull the fucking skin off. Um no yeah, just saying um Again, I suppose thanks very much to, um, to both of you for coming on and sorry about the, the confusion about last night or whatever, but again, I think it's it's discussions like these and it's podcasts like these, like, I keep saying every single podcast to do, and it's like, we could be waiting for the League of Ireland or we could be waiting for the powers of the beat to be doing things that we want them to do and to provide anything else with the funding or the marketing, but like, we'll be waiting all day for that, and I suppose from what we see is the organic stuff and the stuff that we're doing ourselves that actually does well. Like it's it's it from your man who got the thirty thousand retweets for getting trial of Hawk City and um, stuff like how we out and bring the vlog the vloggers over. It's that's that's gonna bring people into the league more so than anything else. I think we have to take responsibility for responsibility for, for ourselves rather than keep waiting for people to do things uh, for the league because 
will be waiting all day, in my opinion. Anyway. But yeah, have you anything to close there, lads? Now? Closing thoughts? Am I muted? No, no, I just, I suppose, I just, thanks for having the two of us on anyway. Um, it's probably different to have a first division perspective on things because I know like the first division probably doesn't get as much coverage as the Premier does be it on, on social media or on TV and stuff like that. So even for having two of us on here and talking a bit of first division, I suppose that's great as well. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a pleasure, I suppose, to kind of get an insight onto, you know, Aaron's perspective as well, because, you know, I can kind of get tunnel vision when I'm, you know, uh, clicking away at my keyboard in uh, in DC Park. So it's Sick nice here. to just kind of, you know, hear what other people have to say as well. And especially you two as well, you know, it's been fantastic to be on. So thanks very much for having us. Uh, look, I think the league will be better off with Gal- or the Premier Division will be a lot better off with Galloway and Corker than it, but that's another story. <laughs> Hopefully Definitely next year. Anyway, so. Hey, hey, <laughs> leave it. Yeah, we'll look, we'll both go up and we'll get rid of Dundalk, then we'll call that a deal. So I don't mind as long as we go up to be honest lads yeah it's same Whoever, <laughs> I don't care whose spot we take <laughs> just get us back uh, up there to be fair it looked likely um, just, just actually I know we're driving that a wee bit but you see the video there um, from Ollie Hogan there the other night I don't think Finn Harp's up in a good position so maybe the playoff could be a decent chance for one of you to here to go up oh, Finn Harp's always find like, a way yeah, yeah Finn Harp's always find it. a way though I wouldn't be confident Oh, I don't know. This year, uh, Harps are good at that. That's Harps' whole thing. Right? Yeah, it's Harps' whole thing. Hopefully, people Friday and Oriel Park. I mean, saying it, but hopefully, yeah. someone should get on to the Finn Harps social media team and to make up all the organising. Um, actually, yeah. you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> None of the it's Ethan. Run any league media it's Ethan Lee that runs the Finn Harps social media, and I guarantee, if you put a microphone on him on a match day, you'd get better content than if you put a microphone on Ollie Horgan. Trust me on that. <laughs> Plus, everything Ollie Horgan says would probably be bleep, bleep, bleeped anyway, so you wouldn't be able to actually release any of it. Like. But I think, I think that um, brings it into the show already. Um, yeah. So, once again, I just, want to thank, I just want to thank Joseph, sorry, and, uh, and Harry for coming on. Just, uh, thanks very much for coming on, lads. Just appreciate it. Like, but sometimes no just worries at all. Thank you, lads. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, just I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.